You like to be active. You love exercise. And you just want to make sure you're getting the most out of your time spent sweating. There's so much conflicting information about the type of exercises to do and how often to do them that it can be hard to identify the workout program that best meets your needs. All About Fitness is here to answer any questions that you may have about exercise and the equipment and programs can help you achieve results in the shortest period of time. My name is Pete McCall, and I've been a fitness educator for almost 15 years. If you have any questions about exercise, don't just ask a personal trainer who may have just received his or her certification last week. Ask someone who's been training trainers since flip phones, cassette tapes, and portable CD players were all the rage. Please note that all the information on this podcast is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting an exercise program, please consult your physician to identify any possible risk factors that could be a potential cause of injury. Todd Durkin is an extremely successful personal trainer and strength coach whose San Diego-based gym, Fitness Quest 10, has repeatedly been recognized as one of the top gyms in the United States by Men's Health Magazine. As a trainer and strength coach, Todd's specialty is in helping others achieve success in their lives. Todd personal trains clients from housewives and retirees to championship-winning professional athletes. He also mentors business leaders and helps numerous fitness professionals become more successful in their daily business. Todd has been recognized as a personal trainer of the year by the American Council on Exercise, the largest nonprofit fitness certification organization in the United States, and IDEA, a trade group of fitness professionals. In addition, Todd has been named as one of the 100 most influential people in health and fitness for three years in a row. You may be familiar with Todd Durkin from his appearances on 60 Minutes, ESPN, or the NFL Network, or any one of the number of print media he's been featured in, including Sports Illustrated, Men's Health, Men's Fitness, the New York Times, or the Wall Street Journal. Recently, Todd was featured as one of the personal trainers helping clients achieve their fitness goals on the NBC TV show, Strong. On today's episode of All About Fitness, I speak with Todd about his journey to becoming an influential coach, his experience on Strong, and why mindset is important to achieve any level of success and what you can start doing today to be more successful. Very quickly into our conversation, you'll recognize why TD is one of the fitness industry's most successful individuals. But first, a brief word from the sponsors of All About Fitness. Vicor Fitness, the makers of the new TerraCore. Check out one of the newest innovations to hit the gym floor at vicorefitness.com. Vicor Fitness. All About Fitness is brought to you by Active Motion Bar. 30% of the weight of each Active Motion Bar moves as you move. Find out how this type of dynamic resistance can be up to 170% more effective than traditional static resistance training bars. www.activmotionbar.com Let the resistance move you. How'd you get started in fitness? What got you into being a trainer and strength coach? Well, I always loved sports and fitness. My whole life I was an athlete. And then uh, growing up, 
no football, basketball, baseball. And uh, after high school, I got a football scholarship to William & Mary, and I was a quarterback down there. When I was done, I wanted to play in the NFL, but I didn't get picked up, so I went overseas and played over in Europe. And it is there that I hurt my back. I, I herniated three discs in my, my back, spinal stenosis, degenerative back disease. And uh, you know, it was, it was a, a really interesting time in my life because being 25 years old, trying to figure out you know, what my new goal was, and trying to get out of pain, um, it really put me down this journey to heal my pain without having surgery. So instead of being an athlete and wanting to be an athlete, I said, hey, I want to continue to work with athletes. And it was there that I decided to form a new dream. And when I opened my business, it was to create under one roof where I could combine personal training, strength conditioning, massage therapy, body work, um, the different types of uh, treatments that I had received myself to avoid having back surgery. So uh, that's how I really got into it. I always had a passion for sport and fitness and health. I never knew exactly what it was going to be. It's, I always say fitness kind of chose me rather than me choosing fitness. And now, because you're not only a strength coach, but you're all massage therapist, correct? Correct. And yeah. a Pilates instructor? Well, not, not Pilates, but more massage and body work. So 1995, I went to massage therapy school uh, and learned the intricacies of you know sports massage, deep tissue massage. And uh, later on, after my back injury, I learned Rolfing and Feldenkrais and energy work and studied with gurus all over the world in the hands-on uh, healing world. And I really enjoyed that, still do enjoy uh, that type of learning and work, and uh, that eclectic balance between the Western uh, strength conditioning principles along with the Eastern principles I had learned kind of created a toolbox for me that allowed me to work with a lot of different types of, of clients and athletes early in my career. And I think it's a very, because a lot of things that I talk about on this podcast is about the exercise of stress, you know, and so we're very good. I think you're right. We're very good in the West about introducing the stress of exercise. But I think one area we can improve upon is looking at how do we de-stress to allow the body to recover. Do you get? Do you have any recovery strategies that you really promote for your athletes or for your clients? Well, yeah, it's more prevalent now than ever. You know, after age forty, it's it's uh, becomes a lot harder to recover, <laughs> and you can't work out like you were when you were you know twenty five, thirty, even thirty five years old. It's a big difference. So, um, you know. Uh, I still love to get after in the weight room and high intensity exercise is still part of my regime, but it's not as frequent. It might be more like two times a week that I'm able to really get after it hard. And I, I do, I am active the other days of the week. I try to do something every day, but a lot of times I'll say, okay, I'm doing this to get my brain right, my brain chemistry right. And, um, you know, movement's a big part of it. Nutrition and sleep have been more uh, prevalent in the last five years of my life and trying to recover. Uh, I receive regular body work and uh, do the things that it takes to recover soft tissue. I have an infrared sauna here at my gym at Fitness Quest 10. Um, and I advocate to all my clients and athletes as well as, you know, my regime is trying to get in that infrared sauna uh, as much as possible because the infrared heat wave penetrates the soft tissue deeper than a, a conventional heat wave. Um, so between nutrition, supplementation, sleep, infrared, massage, body work, foam rolling. I mean, I have a full routine that I do just for my own recovery to try to stay pain-free. It's, it's not easy when you still want to, you know, maintain peak performance and feel like you're young again, but, you know, your, your knees and your back oh, don't always say, ah, I, I, I feel like, you know, I was 25 again. Well, it's funny because uh, I interviewed earlier one of your former, uh, your former uh, college uh, classmates, actually, who's blazing on the, uh, on the national master's running circuit, Sonia 
Sonia Friend. I mean, yeah. she she talks about she knew you and uh, her husband, her and her husband, your yeah. husband and you played football together, William and Mary. That's right. And I don't know if you you followed up with her, but she's now blazing. She's like set Masters world records, and she just got she just found out this last weekend, Todd. Uh, that she was a na- the Masters Athlete of the Year in USA Track and Field wow. for her age group. And, and she talked all about recovery. And other, other people that talk about this talk about recovery. And so you're, you're hitting on a common theme. I don't even need to mention it because you're just like, you know, now it's, it's not just as much the exercise, but how do you recover from the exercise, right? Well, I think the mentality is, you know, we're so ingrained, especially former athletes and, and athletes, you know, now is, you know, more is better, more is better, more is better. Um, but a lot of times now, what what you need to do is make sure that you get in a lot more of the flexibility and the you know the mobility of the ankles and the hips. Uh, you know, if the hips are stiff, man, it affects your back. It affects your your posture. It affects how you feel. It affects how quickly you run. So, um, yeah, no doubt. And I, obviously, you know, in in playing uh, you know football with with Sonia's husband Brad Yule uh, and Sonia, who is always a great athlete. Uh, you know, a common thread in conversation amongst most most athletes is uh, you know you got to train hard, you got to eat right, and you got to make sure that your body is uh, in in recovery mode as well. Well, and I look at sleep, nutrition, supplementation, all the flexibility, all the different modalities that one can use to make sure they put themselves in the best situation to perform. And not just performance physically, but also in the boardroom. I mean, I yeah. I, I do a lot of speaking and, and working with um, executive athletes and um, you know executives in the leadership room. And, and, that, and if you really want to be in your A game all the time and perform at your highest level where your brain chemistry is right, um, you've got to really, you've got to have a world-class regime like a world-class athlete that's training you've got to have the same regime and it's not doesn't always mean you have to kill yourself physically but it does mean that your health and fitness has to pl- uh, play a major priority in your life and and I have a morning routine that I follow uh, that Im- involves quiet time and and you know getting my gratitude time in and journaling as well as my my workout time and listening to podcasts uh, like this Pete um, I, there, there's a routine in the morning that when I study high performance, that for me, in order to get the most out of myself personally as well as my team here at Fitness Quest 10, it's essential. Well, on that, you know, why why the name Fitness Quest 10? I've heard you talk about that a little bit before, but you know, why, how'd you pick that name and, what, and what's it yeah, mean to you? I think back to 1999, sitting on a card table before I opened my business, thinking, man, what can I name my business? And uh, it, for me at that time, it was the Quest for perfection in health, fitness, wellness, and performance. The quest, 10 represents a perfect number. 10 represents to me, um, you know, the, the, the excellence that we all strive for. On a personal level also, I have eight, eight kids in our family, seven brothers and sisters, mom and dad make 10. Uh, 10 was always my athletic oh, wow. number. Okay. So okay. things happen to be 10s in me, like I'll go to a hotel and I'll be on the 10th floor, like that's just my number. So it was the quest for perfection and health, fitness, wellness and performance so uh, that's what fitness quest 10 stands for and so you've, you've talked about that because i wanted to go down that because i know you're huge on mindset you're huge on the mental aspect of it and how can someone develop that how do you train that is it as simple as uh, exercises sets and reps like weightlifting or how do you how do you get your clients to kind of focus on their mindset when you start working with them yeah there's there's quite a few different things that one can employ to get your mind right i always say get your mind right get your mind right and when it comes to getting your mind right Obviously, exercise plays an imperative role in one feeling better. You know, endorphins are 10 times more powerful than morphine. So when one, you know, struggles with stress or anxiety or depression, 
Um, exercise could be a huge component to helping one feel better and be better. So that's that's an important aspect. And I would say, hey, you know, if you can get a minimum of 30 minutes of movement in every day, it doesn't always have to be hard. It's going to help your brain chemistry. But in addition to that, when it comes to getting your mind right, of you know, uh, I talk about dreaming and having a purpose in life, and what is your purpose? And when you seek out your deepest purpose, you know that that I'm talking the type of purpose, Pete, that scares you. Like you know how much you know you have in you, but it's scary to go there because all the what ifs. And to me, when you talk about getting your mind right and 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 having that passion uh, to play at your your deepest levels, uh, I'm a big believer in it's like motivation. You know, it's like brushing your teeth or taking a bath. You need to do it every day. So there's mantras and positive self-talk and visualization. Uh, that's why I wear my impact band around my wrist. So if the mind ain't right, I snap it. And it's just, it's just a trigger. And you'll see my athletes doing it where in their bands is, you know, it's a trigger of get your mind right. So if negative thoughts seep into your brain, eliminate them quickly. Who you surround yourself with, that influences the way you think, what you read, who you listen to, what you listen to. So here on this mere fact of listening to this podcast, if one has a heightened state of positivity or energy from listening to this, I believe that one's going to go out and be a better mother, father, leader, boss, uh, trainer, coach, uh, human being, because they said, you know what? I can do that. I'm worth that. You know, and, and we all need that positivity in our lives. So to me, 90% of success is between the ears. And physical fitness and exercise and training and conditioning like a world-class athlete is part of the formula. Well, you see, and, and you gave a talk a number of years ago at an event that I was at. You're the keynote speaker. And you talked about what do you want that dash to represent, the dash between when you're born and, and when you get put in the ground. And that's one thing that always comes back to me. You know, that's the stuff, and I think you're 100% right, is that you surround yourself with good people and, and good things happen. And you keep positive thoughts, and, and awesome things happen. And you know your facility here is an example of that you you've been consistently rated by Men's Health as one of the top facilities in the country. And when you look out here, you got housewives, you got retirees training right next to pro athletes. How do you how do you approach their programming? How do you I mean why are so many of the people that live here in your area? Why do they come here? How do you train the Joes like the pros, and why? Why do you do that? Well, this is our lighthouse. This is the lighthouse. And what I always say is, you know, if you have a gym out there and you're listening in, or maybe you're just in your home, think of your gym or think of your house as a lighthouse. And you got to fill your lighthouse up with a lot of positive uh, light, a lot of bright, radiant light. Lighthouses are designed to attract lost ships. And the brighter your light, the more lost ships you know, find the lighthouse. So for me, it always starts with me, like making sure that my light is bright so I could shed it on my team. I have 38 teammates, employees that help us, you know, uh, spread our, our impact and spread our mission and our vision. And by doing that, we are able to impact over 500 people a week here at Fitness Quest 10. And people come from all over the city. Uh, heck, we have athletes that fly in from all over the country and spend weeks with us. Um, why? Well, because I believe it goes beyond sets and reps. I believe it goes beyond just squats and push-ups. I believe it goes into getting into the mind and the spirit of someone and, and realizing that grandmas and grandpas, kids alike, along with pro athletes, have the same desire. They all want to be the best they can possibly be. And great coaches are going to be able to get that out of them. Um, so, you know, if you're a trainer or a coach out there, um, don't ever just 
assume that just doing push-ups and squats and lat pull-downs or pull-ups or broad jumps and you know sprints is just a movement. It's a very, very powerful uh, way to get into the mind, body, and spirit of someone and to untap and unleash uh, the power that's that's within. I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, talks about uh, you know about the, the, the. It's not that we fear. Uh, success. It's that, you know, it's we fear that, you know, all the what ifs that we, we get so scared in our mind uh, that what what's going to happen if we can't accomplish something. It's the light in us, not the darkness that most scares us and frightens us. So to me, you got to run at the light, you got to brighten your light and you got to um, use that light to to ignite your clients and and those that you come across so you can make a difference in the world. Yeah, I used to have that quote on my wall. You know, it's not it's not our fears, but it's our light that actually scares us. And it's funny you mentioned spirituality because I talked about David Jack and I talked about that, the role that fitness plays in, in your family and in your community. And how do you see that? When you, when you kind of define, when you, when you kind of feel that energy and the positive energy that you create, what role does fitness and exercise play in that? How, how can that help boost the overall community? Not just the people yeah. coming in the gym, but how, do, how does that work to kind of elevate everybody? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, as, as someone that's been doing this uh, in the industry for over 20 years now, 21 years to be exact, uh, it's funny that now I train two of the most prominent pastors in the world, Miles McPherson and Dr. David Jeremiah. And, um, you know, we talk about this a lot because uh, they always talk about, you know, training spiritually uses the same muscle as training the body and training physically. And it's the, it's the spirit of courage and discipline. You have to have the discipline to train on a regular basis. The same way you have to have the discipline to take the quiet time or the prayer time on a regular basis. Now, as a man of faith uh, myself, I just realized that, that this is my purpose in life. And I have no qualms in telling that this is what God designed me to do. This is what I'm all about. And those that are attracted to that, where I can radiate my light out, um, I'm not judgmental and we train everybody. Um, but I can say this is that, you know, in, in my experiences in life, that we all have ups and we all have downs. And I can't imagine going through the ups or the downs without my faith because uh, life today, we are in a battle. We are in a deep, deep battle. And uh, to me, training and conditioning and all this stuff is more important than ever before. I tell my pro athletes that are trying to get faster and jump higher and stronger, man, we're doing this as much for the mental aspect as we are the physical aspect. And I tell my everyday fitness enthusiasts and weekend warriors, man, we are, we are fighting the good fight. And we need great men and women out there. Uh, and we have police officers here. We have military personnel. We have teachers. We have doctors and nurses. And we have people that are doing such noble things in our community. And, uh, man, the, 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 the way that the mind, the body, and the spirit all interact, you're as strong as your weakest link and uh, as efficient as your worst movement. And I always say that is like if your spirit's weak, then you can only be so good physically or mentally. And if you're if you're physically, you know, if you're physically weak, can't be great spiritually. Spiritually, if you're weak, you can't be great, you know, physically. And it goes hand in hand. That's that's what I do. And that's such a powerful thread because you see so many strong leaders, you see so many strong influencers have a very um, established foundation of spirituality, and whatever that you know, different people define that different ways. And I really think that, that I think oftentimes we get so stuck on the appearance of fitness that we, that we forget about kind of the, the mental aspect of it. And that's what I like about your message and how you do that. Now I'm going to shift, um, shift gears real quick a little bit because you were just on NBC Strong. 
How how was that experience? What how'd you get involved in, in overall? What what you what you uh, get out of well, that? Well, beyond strong actually is exactly what we're talking about. It it's redefining the way that um, even fitness is looked at. I mean, where fitness used to be, you know, skinny is the thing. The show Strong on NBC was about um, strong is the new skinny, and yeah. being strong physically and mentally and even spiritually strong is where you're at and how you invest time in yourself um, so you can really fertilize your own, you know, sanctuary, so to speak. So, man, it was an incredible experience. I was contacted, um, you know, months before the show started. They told me about the concept. And uh, what I didn't realize at the time was that they were choosing 10 trainers and 10 female contestants. I didn't realize that I would actually be competing with my <laughs> with my actual client. So uh, you know, at 45 years old now, I I was under a little bit of a disadvantage of going against some of these 20 and 30 something year old trainers, and um, it was really really a special experience because when you talk about going to a deep place and channeling and harnessing uh, power from within, I had to go to a place that I hadn't been to in over 20 years in my athletic career. Um, and physically, mentally, and once again spiritually, I went to my deepest place, and it was a really, really challenging thing um, uh, to do that. And I was able to get partnered with two great people. I got eliminated in week three, came back in a in a, in a comeback challenge in week five or week six, and got partnered with a new gal um, who was just an absolute rock star competitor, loved to compete. And uh, we made it all the way to the finals, and it was a really, really special experience. Yeah, watching some, how hard were those challenges, man? They don't look easy at all, but yeah, you got to do your business. That's all right, we got it rocking and rolling. Yeah, how hard were those challenges? That's all right, we can, we're cool. Are you good? You good stuff? Is that yours? Yeah. We just I don't know, there you go. Can I, can I, can I, can I too, yeah, you got money or not? Absolutely. Yeah, Riley said Riley's bringing money. Okay, cool. And I think you want to go to Riley's house. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Right. See, that's awesome. Because we were also David Jackson's daughters came by when I was interviewing him. So I think it's um, awesome to see your family. Was that your son? That was my son. I, Luke, I think yeah. that's awesome to see your son. I mean, you're, you're, they're training right now. They're Luke and Brady, and their friend Riley's training right now. Right along, you know, they had uh, who was out there? You got Michael Crabtree out there, and a couple other athletes are, are in the gym right Dude, now. Dude, that's the best thing. I got my my daughter will sometimes pick up my four year old, pick up my sandbells or my kettlebell yeah. in the garage, start. and just start picking them up and just start. You know, <laughs> that's that's what you're doing. You know, it's that energy you're setting that you're setting that example. You don't even have to yeah. tell them anything. They see how that's you're living, right. and that's, that's I right. mean that's powerful, man. And they were on the field with me today and helping me out, and you know, that's the cool thing about the summertime is they can be in my hip pocket and they're with my athletes and they get to see how those guys think and act and and that stuff so it's really cool that's present really cool. along um so i was asking like how hard were those challenges i mean i know because things are edited for tv yeah it's still man dude, i know you man and i can those tell. challenges were hard <laughs> I, can tell I mean those they weren't easy. those challenges were absolutely brutal and what no one saw on those challenges we had very little time to recover so when i got back in the game in week six week six seven eight nine ten five weeks of challenges were really shot in less than two weeks oh, we were wow. doing stuff every day and uh, as i mentioned you know after age 40 you just don't recover the way you used to so i was beat up i uh i had uh tore up my shoulder a little bit and uh, my knees i mean every joint was hurting and and that stuff but when i talk about going deep that's what i'm talking about i was physically beat i was tired i wasn't sleeping but i was at such a deep place 
mentally and spiritually because I had a calling that I was fighting for a purpose beyond myself. I was fighting for the girl that I was partnered with. I actually was channeling energy to all the trainers out there that I know um, that I serve and I represent and help lead in our industry. And uh, I was drawing strength from them, you know, the 300,000 plus trainers in the U.S., that uh, I was like, man, put the weight of the world on my shoulders. I want this responsibility. And uh, I love that. That's what took me to such a deep level. That's what allowed me to get all the way to the finals and, and into the, uh, you know, the, the last week. Well, just I heard you a couple times interviewed on uh, 1090 here in, uh, in, in San Diego. And knowing you, you know, um, I definitely, I mean, I, I think that works. I, I believe that positive energy flows with positive energy. So I wanted to see you do well. You yeah. know, we hadn't talked in a while, but I right. knew that you're up there. I knew the type of guy you are, and I know what you represent in fitness and the fitness industry. I wanted to see you kick butt just because I wanted people to, to change their image. And how did being on the show, how did that change your approach to training? Or did it? Did you have to change your style at all between what you do? If Say, say you, you know, it was Brittany. Brittany. You say Brittany walked in here uh, in real life and, and you your team with her on the show. Did you do anything different? No. Um, you know, in, in being a, a coach now for 20-something years, um, it really comes down to listening to your clients. And, you know, I did train Brittany a little bit differently than I trained Devin, my first client. Um, Devin had not worked out in a long time. She was unhealthy. She hadn't eaten well in a long, long time. Really never. And, um, you know, so I, 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 I had to you know, really, really take the foot off the gas pedal with Devin and start at the basic level. When I got back in the game and, uh, you know, we're week six now and trying to win, I had a, an uber competitive girl in Brittany who was a former athlete, thought like an athlete. So I was able to accelerate the, the, the tempo, the speed of learning, get into some more advanced type uh, training, like some of the plyometrics and things that I would do with, with my regular athletes. And um, I mean, it was just that, no, it's, it's not more of like, did I change my methodologies? It's just my toolbox is fairly vast. And I was able to choose things that I hadn't used with my other, my other girl that uh, was important. And along with that, it was the mental side with, with Brittany of trying to get her prepped that we were ready and getting you know her to believe that we could do it. And again, she's a competitor, so it was really awesome. But uh, so much of that game was physical and mental prowess. There were some strong people that left you know, before I did, S- stronger physically people that left before I did but weren't quite as mentally as strong. Now, do you think shows like Strong have a, have a positive influence on the public who may not be exercising? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people that actually hit me up on social media or emailed me and said, man, I got to get back into training. That show inspired me to to be better. Um, And we trained hard and we we we're the ones that cooked for our girls. I mean, every meal we didn't have chefs or anything like that. Like we had to prepare all of our own food uh, and trying to transform their lives. And, um, you know, that was a really, really um, challenging thing to do because you're cooking every meal on top of training, on top of competing, um, you know, and it was it was uh, really something special. But, yeah, a lot of people said that show inspired us to get back on the horse and get going again. And, and um, there are many people that are continuing to work just as hard now as they were when they were actually airing the show as well. Cool. And then last, last question about the show. How, how surreal was it to work with Sylvester Stallone? I mean, you know, you were the same age. We grew up in the 80s watching him on the big screen. I mean, I don't know if you, I don't think you probably worked with him that closely, but I know he's the executive producer of the show. 
did you sometimes kind of like look in the mirror and go, how did I, you know, kind of how did I end up here? Right. Well, the best, the best, the best thing I could say is that the one of my highlights of the entire show was in week six when I got back in the game and I had beaten the other trainers that were eliminated. Got back in the game. I'm standing at the top of the tower. Found out, you know, that I I had just beaten uh, Drew, one of the other trainers, and I stood up and I put my arms up and I shouted out. Drago! Drago! <laughs> and I'm screaming. It's one o'clock in the morning because everything was shot late at night. Yeah. I'm screaming Drago's name out. And I come back down after the fact. I had not even met Sly yet at that point. And, uh, it, it, you know, on set. And all of a sudden, Dave Broom, the executive producer, comes down. And he goes, You're never going to guess what. He goes, Sly is back in the booth and saw that and heard it and absolutely loved it because if you remember Rocky IV when he's yeah, out there yeah, training yeah. the mountains he's, he's yelling Drago's on the top of the mountain and uh, it was just one of those euphoric times and uh, it was really really cool so yeah I got to meet Sly later on and uh, you know obviously he's an icon you know, there's no one that's watched more Rockies than I have that I mean I have trained more Rockies and listened to more yeah, Rocky IV I'm Jersey. from Jersey yeah. I mean I went I, I mean nonstop. so uh, it was a really, really cool experience. That's cool. And now to wrap up, what do you, what message you want to get people out there that might be, you know, might be looking for that motivation that, you know, they're sitting there, they're interested in fitness. They, they start, they stop, they, they, you know, things get in the way. What, what, you know, how can you help change somebody's mind or what's something somebody could do? They put down this podcast and they go, all right, this time I'm going to start and I'm going to change. What's one thing they can do to help change their mindset right now? Well, I, I think, you know, one of the, the biggest things that one could do is, Make sure you're following your best practices. Like, you know, when, when, when life was working best for you, what were you doing? What were you eating? What were you training like? Who are you training with? Um, where were you living? How are you living? All of these things. For me, I have rules in my life. I have 13 rules, and I'm not going to share them all with you. But, you know, the rules, a lot of them revolve around my early morning routine. I do not turn on the phone the first thing when I wake up. And then I go into my morning routine and I take, you know, 30 minutes of my 60 minutes is listening to a podcast every morning, whether it be on business leadership, personal development, spirituality, whatever it may be. Um, I have specific rules on my workouts, what I eat. And when you follow that, when you follow your rules for life, then great things happen because big successes are found upon little, little wins. And uh, it's the little wins that allow you to, to have monumental success, but you have to do the little things the, that allow you to do that. How does that happen? By following your best practices. So my friends out there listening today, think about your best practices and write them down. What do you need to eat and how do you do it? Because success is a choice, guys. It's a, it's a choice. And you have to choose the little things of how you're gonna train today, are you training today, who are you training with? What are you eating? What are you drinking or not drinking? And who are you surrounding yourself with? When we talk about impact, uh, that's my acronym for, for life. Uh, live inspired, master your craft, play at world class, that's get your mind right, take action, action on the things that you want in life, condition for greatness, and be tenacious. So if you want impact in your life, do the little things, create rules for yourself, abide by those rules, and uh, realize that really anything is possible, but sometimes you have to get outside your comfort zone and play outside the box to get to where you wanna go. 
That's right. You don't you don't get change without challenge. That's right. That, that's a strong thing. And now, not everybody listening here can get on a TV show and train with Todd Durkin. I mean, if they could, you'd be even busier than you already are. Where can somebody go to pick up some TD Magic? Do you have? I know you have the Impact Body Challenge book, right? Yep. And yep. Where, where can people get that? I mean, the best the best thing is go to ToddDurkin.com. They can get the Impact Body Plan book there. Um, I've got another book uh, that's in the works. Will be coming out hopefully this fall. Um, but uh, we've got a lot of things. I guess the best thing, go to doseofdurkin.com as well. It's a free, every Monday I put out a video. And it's the same same types of uh, videos I send to my athletes to get their mind right. And they're funny videos. They're inspirational videos. They're usually from where I'm at around the world, whether I'm speaking or, or coaching somebody. Um, doseofdurkin.com. I can text that message to you or email it to you. You choose that when you go to doseofdurkin.com. Uh, and then toddurkin.com is you know all of our social media is there our Instagram and Facebook and and Twitter's all on that so uh, I'm I love social media uh, if you guys are on social media hit me up uh, you know on Instagram and Twitter at, at at Todd Durkin and on Facebook it's Todd Durkin FQ 10 Todd Durkin FQ 10 on Facebook but uh, I love social media I love connecting with you know fans and fitness enthusiasts that are out there and other fellow uh, fitness pros as well and I know the one time I left a message for you, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, that's kind of just, I, I respect your time, but I love your answer machine message. How you do anything is how you do everything. Amen. Just listening to your answer machine gets me pumped up. Thanks for your time today, Todd. I appreciate it. Man. Pete, Thanks thank you very much. You Keep up the great work. Thanks. Well, there you go. As you can tell, mindset and attitude is everything. As Todd's voicemail says, how you do anything is how you do everything. <laughs> that really is the message on there. One of the things I love about working in the fitness industry is being around energetic, positive, and just all-around great people like Todd. Hopefully our conversation today gave you a couple nuggets of information about what you can do to change your attitude and become more successful. No matter what you want to do or what you want to achieve, the first step is to take that initial step and make the decision to commit to a goal. So before you do anything else, you have to sit down, write down your goal, and make that decision to to commit to it. That's mindset. Mindset is making that commitment. As Todd said, success is as much mental as it is physical. You can commit to doing the physical work, but you have to make sure you, you do the mental work as well and get your mind right so that you can have the success that you deserve. Thanks for tuning in to All About Fitness. You can find more information at my blog, PeteMcCallFitness.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, PeteMC underscore fitness. That's on Twitter. And you can catch up with uh, with my fitness tips and how-tos on Pete McCall Fitness. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness on Instagram. Thanks for listening and have a great day. And if you keep your mind right, you'll get the success you deserve.